Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And y'all see Alex Sawyer, so y'all know what's going down. We are talking Pac-9. We are talking baseball. We are talking ACC baseball tournament and all things uh, NC State baseball. So, Alex, we're going to get into some things about how this team got to the 10 seed, um, you know, what what the path forward for this team is, and and just what turned out to be an incredibly amazing uh, ACC race that came down to the last weekend, which determined a lot. And I know I know you're a versatile guy. You're a talented guy. So we're going to have you talk more than baseball. Next time I have you on the show, I promise you, at most, we're going to talk just to Scotia baseball. But does that sound like a good episode to you? Sounds great, man. All righty. So here we go. Also, also, uh, we love love on this show. And last time I was supposed to have Alec on, he messed around and went to a wedding on me and you know, he didn't even send me no pictures, didn't bring me no cake back. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm hurt by that. But, you know, we, we're, we're going to get into all things Wolfpack baseball and we're going to leave the hurt behind us on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Alec, we're looking at the ACC baseball tournament. Of course, the first couple games around Robin and all that good stuff for the most part, you know, a little bit of seeding in there, but you get the point. With that being said, NC State comes in at the 10th seed. How did this happen? What happened with the season overall to make this shake out in this way? Yeah, um, so it the 10 seed sounds bad. It it kind of came down to just the ACC being super, super tight in the middle. You know, coming into the last weekend of the regular season, NC State had a pack to be the two seed. Or obviously the other side of that is the 10 seed. And you look around the ACC and it was a bunch of teams kind of with the same records. Weird weekend where four teams swept. Um, their series obviously NC State was on the losing end of one of those is Wake Forest swept but Georgia Tech Carolina um, someone else swept their series to get three wins so that kind of pushes a you know three losses from NC State way down the pack so right you look at the teams like three to ten and it's a difference maybe four to ten and it's a difference of like two or three conference wins so ten sounds bad but that is the product of it being just so tight in the ACC and so many teams right at that 500 Mark and also NC State struggling the last couple of weeks of the season to to fall down that list. Now, what brought on those struggles down the stretch for NC State that made them be in that situation? Where because I mean, we all know the way that sports works, the way that these games work out. You hope that you play your best and you you want to be in good position to play your best down the stretch and all that. But even still, more so than that, you want to be in a position to where. You can afford to lose some games down the stretch where one sweep is not going to send you from, uh, you know, three, four, five to ten. So what is it that has caused NC State to struggle so mightily down the stretch? Yeah, it's a mixture of things, and that's what kind of makes it frustrating. I think when you look at these last three series of the season, it was Carolina, Duke, Wake Forest. And heading into those, State was playing pretty well. None of those three teams are super strong, kind of in that middle of the pack still. And so it was like, this might be an opportunity to go six and three, seven and two. State goes two and seven in those nine games, or sorry, three, three and six in those nine games. And it was kind of a mixture of things. The Duke series was fine. They played well. They won. They lost on Sunday, but that 
it's going to happen. The Carolina series, the pitching really struggled. The bullpen had a couple bad games. The errors that have really cost this team all season been in that series. And then against Wake Forest, they just couldn't hit the ball. And that was kind of the first weekend as a whole where that's happened to this state team this year. Just completely nothing offensively. Four runs, 13 hits in the entire series. And so there's a lot of issues there. You hope that you can fix those. They looked better. They were hitting the ball well in the first game of the ACC tournament. Um, against Wake Forest again in an 11-8 win. So lots of things going in. It's a young team. That certainly, I mean, most of these guys aren't used to playing more than 25 games in a year, and now they're in to the 50s. So a lot of things there, but it, it was last weekend really the batch that let them down. You know, the interesting thing about this is having such a young team, it's it's really much more of a negative than a positive in most ways because, like, the only ways in which having a young team is is really positive is is in that they are still a a group of guys that may not realize the immense pressure of like if you get really deep they don't realize like oh man teams don't really get here like this is probably this may be our only shot but you've got to get there first and this this NC State team that you've talked about has had so many um you know small things that are preventable like i remember you tweeted out uh, that I believe there was a, a inning in which NC State gave up what was it four or six runs where you said last year's NC State team would have held this uh, yeah. held this inning scoreless. So can you just elaborate on, on what you meant by that and and what type of things happened to to lead you to that conclusion of listen last year's NC State team there there is not we're not seeing any production as far as runs go in a in an inning like this. Yeah, it, one of the biggest issues with this team this year has been the defensive play and last year's NC state team, which I've said on my podcast almost every week, we've talked about this. It's unfair to compare to last year's team. Last year's team could have won the national championship, mm-hmm. but last year's team was a historically good defensive team. That's one mm-hmm. of the reasons they were able to make a run is they just didn't make errors this year's team. And, and they've gotten better at times they've shown good, but they just don't play defense well. And, you know, Tuesday against wake forest, like you said, Wake Forest scored four runs in an inning where Noah Souls had a ball in his glove that he dropped. And there's another play where they they don't make the throw in from the infield and the guys or the throw in from the outfield and the guy's able to advance on another fly ball that you know maybe would have been caught last year. And so it's things like that. They commit errors. They commit errors in bad situations. They had an error in the ninth inning yesterday that set up you know brought the game time run to the plate that should have ended the game ended up getting out of it. But it's stuff like that that's been a big, big struggle for this team kind of all season. And it's something that is obviously a big concern because you have to play good defense. That's the thing that you can control in baseball. And they're not controlling that. They're not playing well. And I I think that the thing that I look at the most when I look at this team is this team has been offensively very prolific, very, very good team offensively throughout a majority of the season, at least, right? They've had their spots where, you know, the bats just weren't bad. But for the most part, they were they were good offensively. But at the end of the day, you look at, you know, you talk about what you can and can't control, right? Like, you can't wake up one day and just have the natural hip swing and torque that Tommy Tanks puts into a baseball. You, you can't do it. Me and you could do this. All day and night, we could at, do an hour for every podcast that we have ever recorded of just batting practice. And we would never be that, right? But with that being said, um, at this level, at, at every level, really, 
the difference between the best and worst guys thins out more and more and more to where it becomes a game of how well do you focus? How well do you do the little things? And that's been a little bit of a struggle for this team, which is understandable with a bunch of really, really young guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That, that's definitely the thing, you know, the numbers wise, they're hitting the ball pretty well. Obviously, like I said, last week against Wake Forest, they had, they didn't hit. That's going to happen. The pitching staff has been a little up and down, but for the most part, they've actually been okay. It's just, they have implosions out of the bullpen and it's a bunch of guys mm-hmm. whose overall numbers are actually decent, but they have one inning every two or three weeks where they allow five runs and they lose a game because of it. And then, yeah, yeah like we talked about not making plays, not doing the things you have to do to get out of tough innings, especially if a guy's struggling on the mound. So it, it's those little things. It's a very talented team. It's a team that can beat anyone. And I think has shown that, but it's also a team that can probably lose a game to anyone. You know, yeah, uh, Chris Berman always used to say nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And I would argue that Elliot Avid does as good of a job of circling the wagons as anybody. And we're going to talk right now about uh, the Wolfpack being one and on Charlotte, as well as the path forward to winning some more games and, you know, potentially getting into the NCAA tournament in just a few. I'm, I'm betting that they do it. I'm, I'm hoping that they do it. I'm betting that they do it. But we will see in just a second. And speaking of betting, I got to talk to you all about betonline.net. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures odds. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today to learn about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Alec, we're back, and we we kind of we kind of bumped up against this point a little bit uh, coming in to to this segment here. But the Wolfpack have defeated Wake Forest in Game One uh, of the conference tournament for them. Where does this team go from here? And I mean, let's just be honest. Coach Elliot David always seems to do this thing where, like, as soon as everybody's like, "All right, well, baseball ain't as good as we thought this year." The postseason comes around and he's like, I beg your pardon? Who's not as what as you think? Are we going to see another one of those years where where we get inexplicably good in the uh, postseason? I don't know about that because, like I said, there's youth. (laughs) The postseason right now, I I think NC State's probably safely into the NCAA tournament. D1 Baseball had them as a last four team in heading into the ACC tournament. Baseball America has them on the three-seed line. They won a game against Wake Forest. Clemson's a team they're fighting with that mm-hmm. also is trying to get in. Clemson got um, beat pretty badly by Carolina Tuesday night. So, like, I think NC State's into the tournament. I, I want to say they're safe. That might not be true if they lose to Miami Wednesday night and and other things happen in other tournaments and you get some bid stealers. There's a chance this team might not even be in the tournament. Oof. I want to say that they're going to be there. I think that they probably are good. And so then it just becomes a question of where you go and how your guys perform. NC State's had some really good starting pitching this year. They've also had some times where the starting pitching hasn't been very good. So if you can go to a regional and maybe you're in as a low three seed, which means you get to go to, you know, a low one seed, maybe you can make a little run there. You know, a team like a Gonzaga or a 
you know, one of these teams that like last year with Louisiana Tech, where they're a very good baseball team, but from a pure talent standpoint, a team like NC State can go in and win a regional like that against a yeah. team that just played good baseball year. You play good for three days. So I think there's potential. I don't see this NC State team, you know, making a run like they did last year. I, I just I think there's too much youth, there's too much inconsistency in the bullpen. Obviously, again, like I said, the fielding things to really believe fully that this team is one that's going to make a deep, deep run. And right now, it really is a question of can we even get into the position to make a deep run? Right. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's getting into the tournament is the most important thing that, you know, what I mean, at this point, some people feel like we're safe. But at the end of the day, we have seen this as NC State fans. We have seen it. We have looked up plenty of times and said, oh, we're good. We're definitely going to get in this year. And then all of a sudden something happens. And that good old selection committee that we always see is like, uh, y'all thought y'all were what now? Y'all said y'all were safely in where? Yes, you all are safely staying in Raleigh. Oh, we're hosting a reason? No, no, no. You're staying in Raleigh. You understand? Don't pack a bag. Don't do nothing. No, y'all are staying right where you're at. So that's that's the thing there. So what does this NC State team need to do uh, in the ACC tournament in order to, um, you know, fully drive home? Hey, this is this team is off the bubble. There's they're they're good. They're here. Obviously, yeah, think- besides winning it all. Yeah, I think beating Miami Wednesday night does a few. Obviously, if you lose to Miami, you're done. Your your mm-hmm. tournament's over. If you beat Miami, you're into the semifinals. Even if you can't get a win there, you know, you got two good wins at a neutral site. Uh whenever Miami really helps the RPI, probably the Wake Forest win helps a little bit. So you're right on the bubble. Like I said, you were kind of on the bubble coming in. Hopefully getting out of pool play as a 10 seed is enough to get NC State very safely in. Honestly, without winning the tournament, the other thing you're looking at if you're NC State is what happens in other conferences. You need a team like East Carolina or Wofford to go win their tournament because if someone else wins those conferences, that conference just totally bid. Yeah, it yeah. becomes a two-bid team because Wofford's in, East Carolina's in, Gonzaga's another one. Um, there's a couple more out there. Grand Canyon, I think, is another one that – are teams that have so many wins, even in these small conferences, that they're going to be in. So if they don't go win, that takes a spot. And there's enough of those in baseball where NC State could go win two games, but because six teams stole a bid, suddenly you're in a bad position. So you're cheering for East Carolina. That's a weird thing for NC State fans, but teams like that you want to win. And, of course, beating Miami goes a long way. You know, it – and I know that others have talked about this, but it's just such a gut punch to see – the different directions that ECU and state have gone in since their game. I mean, you know, ECU has just been a model of consistency and winning and doing things the right way. And, and, and then there's us going out. I, I want to say they were what 14 and oh in the next uh, 14 games after. And we were about yeah. seven and seven or uh, six and eight, some along those lines like that. You, you really hate to see that, right? Like there was, and there was so much trash talk during or after that game too about the from the different fan bases about ah see you, you you your team is the you know and and to see that this was the end result of that that's ooh that's tough that's tough that's tough but now let's talk individual players off of this team for just a second um so when we look at this team who are we looking at as guys who you know hey they're going to be playing in the in the big leagues next year and you know we better get all we can out of them or enjoy watching them uh, while they're here this year, because after this, 
there is no more. We'll we'll see them sometime later. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the one thing about this NC State team is there's not very many guys you're losing, and that mm-hmm. is a big thing because baseball has different rules than like basketball and football do. If you come to a four year college in baseball, you have to stay for three years. So right. that becomes a big thing. So guys like Tommy White, who is gonna be a first round draft pick barring injuries, he's gonna be a first round draft pick in 2024 though. Um, the one is Devonte Brown. You're going to lose him. You know that JT Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I don't think either one of those guys are necessarily MLB caliber players, but that is one of the good things about this NC state team is that you have a young group that is going to pretty much come back together next year. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I don't, if my, uh, if my tigers are still going to be bad, let us at least be bad in the way that we are now, because you know, we, the, the pitch, the, the pitching staff, the bullpen, the arm barn is looking at us like, hey, we're doing the job. And, and our hitters are like, hey, the best I got for you is three runs. Take it or leave it. You know what I mean? If you can't do nothing with these three runs, I can't do nothing for you. So uh, if Tommy White is out there, uh, Tigers brass. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm, I got me? one for you. The Tommy White has hit. I This was true of, as of like two days ago. Tommy White has hit more home runs than the Detroit Tigers this year. The Tigers have played 45 games. You you didn't need to say that. You didn't need to. <laughs> Alec, I, I, I was already hoping them on my Tigers, man. You didn't have to. Th- see, see, this is and Wolfpack fans, y'all can y'all know why I, I so deeply identify with and, and and felt the spirit of Wolfpack Nation and just always just seeming very snake bit because of moments like this. You know what I mean? It's it's a very, very tough time. I mean, Jesus Christ, a kill with dudes batting about 200. That's another story for another time. We are not going to talk about that <laughs> today. You know what I mean? Again, uh, Tigers, Tommy White's available. But uh, so I, I agree that this team being back together, this team having another offseason together, or really having a first offseason together yeah. because there are a lot of guys who are true freshmen that are playing a good amount of ball. There are a lot of transfers who uh, did not have a full off season to go through all of this, uh, all this process together and as a team. And ultimately I've heard this about baseball a lot. And I'm not a baseball guy, so I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard often that um, errors come from two places, either one lack of focus or number two, lack of trust in your teammates. So you believe that you have to uh, do more or be more, and your mind is going through more processes that are like, okay, I got to do this and this and this, and this has to be perfect because if I throw it here, he's not going to catch it or he's not flexible enough to get, you know, that type of deal. And, or, you know, if he if he's trying to pick somebody off, the, the throw is going to be way over here. So is is that something that, is that something that you find to be true in some instances where you, you know, it is a situation where as trust builds naturally, you will see less errors. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I think definitely, especially maybe not with the outfielders, but when you look at the infielders, those throws across, it's that's one thing with last year's team. Like those infielders were good. Jose Torres, Boyd Menchik, really good players on that left side. They also knew full well that they could just fling it over and Austin Murray was going to catch it. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. no question there. That's not to say Gino Groover's not a good first baseman because I think he is, but there's a little bit less of that this year. You have guys in Josh Hood and Peyton Green playing over on that left side that just haven't really done it at this level. Peyton Green's a true freshman. Josh Hood hasn't played baseball in two years because he was in the Ivy League. So trust definitely becomes a thing. Also for this group, I think part of it is too, like I said, these are guys that aren't used to, one, playing against guys hitting the ball this hard back at them consistently. 
not used to playing 54 games in a year, all those kind of things add together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that really can't, again, you, you can't stress enough. Like at the end of the day, this team, they're young. They're going to be back together. There is going to be a, a, a better rapport built um, over time. And, you know, they're, they'll be all right. They'll figure it out uh, the best way they know how. We got to pay some bills real quick, folks, but we will be right back. So all in all, Alec, when you're looking at this season, okay, let's say you have to you have to throw it in one of these three categories, okay? Um, you know, like it's we're we're doing a job review. We're doing end of year job reviews to see who gets raises and who doesn't, whatnot. Okay. Now they have either been satisfactory, above satisfactory, below satisfactory. Where would you rank this team as a whole? I would say satisfactory. I think. Certainly not above satisfactory. You know, you're mm-hmm. looking at on the bubble and even with a young team, you have enough talent that you were hoping to be better than that. But also at the end of the day, you again, you have so many newcomers, you have some injuries that really, I mean, Sam Heifel hasn't, I mean, he's out for the season and he yeah. never was himself. So you lose an ace that really hurts. Um, you've had another slew of other guys in the bullpen and in the starting rotation deal with injury stuff. It's been up and down. The way the offense has produced, though, and the way they're hitting the ball and, and the home run numbers and, and, you know, looking at probably enough wins to get into the NCAA tournament as a team that's inexperienced together, I think that's satisfactory. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd, I'd have to agree. Uh, again, I think that the, the it's, it's not about uh, what you would expect from a team based on previous performance, because let's be honest. If you were looking at previous performance from the Wolfpack, all those players are gone now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're that's the reality. So if you were being honest with yourself coming into this season, you knew that like this wasn't a oh yeah, we could have we could have Sam Highfield go down and like we'll still be looking at a one seed and hosting a like that's not that wasn't being realistic if you were going there. But with that being said, uh, I think that if you if you manage your expectations for this team, it definitely was a good thing for you. Thank you so much for coming out, Alec. Tell the beautiful folks who watch this show where they can find your work. Yeah, I am at packpride.com. Articles, videos, all that sort of stuff there. At Alex Sawyer on Twitter. It's easy to use that. Alrighty. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate y'all every single time, Wolfpack Nation. Y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Our Locked On Wolf Pack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.